Hi everyone and welcome to the Effortless Weddings Podcast. My name is Heidi, I'm your host, a marriage celebrant in Melbourne, and each week I talk to a wedding industry professional about how we can help you with planning your wedding. Not anyone else's idea of a wedding, your wedding, an event that is meaningful to you. We guide you through figuring out what that means with the aim of making it all completely effortless. Today, I chat with Rosemary from the Alinda Tea House, an Asian fusion restaurant surrounded by nature in the heart of the tranquil Dandenong Ranges. The Tea House is a place that prides itself on providing a serene setting where you can bond with loved ones over a meal or during a celebration. Offering a personal touch and plenty of support, Rosemary herself is often considered a mother figure by those that organise their special events with her. Hi. Hello. It's lovely to meet you, Rosemary. How are you today? Good, thank you. That's good. Um, you're from Olinda Tea House. And I, I am. Am indeed. I pronouncing that right? Olinda, Olinda? Olinda. Olinda, okay. And yes. um, you guys are a restaurant wedding venue up in the Dandenong Ranges, is that right? That's right. So um, rather than just being a wedding venue, we are a tea house come restaurant. Mm. and uh, we do weddings as well so we we have a lot more flexibility because of that mm. so uh, instead of just having packages that you know, people have to fit into because that's the way uh, wedding venues tend to do that and I've worked with wedding venues before uh, mm. we have a lot more flexibility because we have a lot of different spaces we can use uh, we can fit around people's needs and desires yeah. a lot more and just sort of go with what they're looking for and and that's one of the key elements that makes us uh, uh, stand out a little bit and be a little bit more attractive uh, to especially some of the smaller wedding groups the more intimate weddings and yep. weddings um, we can be extremely flexible okay so tell me about those different spaces that you've got there what are the options available right well we have a very uh, flexible um, main function room that can be cordoned off down the middle um, and so we can have a, a room of 60 and 60 or open it all up mm -hmm. and have 120. Mm -hmm. uh, then we've got outdoor um, al fresco dining which is undercover it's got walls mm -hmm. around two sides and overlooks gardens and the forest uh, so that's another one that can fit up to about 50. Then we have two VIP pavilions, which are along our little boardwalk. And if you've been up to Alinda Tea House before, we have gardens which are in a Chinese style. Mm. And all the buildings are very environmentally friendly and mm. you know, they catch the rainwater and, and all the rest of it. Mm. And these two VIP pavilions both fit around about 24 people. So they're excellent for um, petite weddings. And of course, at yeah. this stage, we have a lot of petite weddings happening. Yeah. And they're, they're just lovely because they're away from the main building. Uh, you've mm. still got the, the lawn where you can have the actual ceremony um, or you can have the ceremony on the owl sunken deck, which has got beautiful views once again over the gardens and the, um, uh, the forest. So there's a few mm. different spaces there. And the other thing that we use the pavilions for is for um, brides and uh, the bridal party to get ready. 
mm-hmm. um, to you know do all the makeup and all the hair and and yeah. have you know a lovely platter of canapes and some drinkies and mm. um, it's just a lovely way for them all to get ready on 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 the on the property, uh, ready for the the ceremony to start. So yeah, it's very flexible. Got lots of spaces. Yeah, that's a great option too. Like I've been talking to some photographers, obviously, as part of the podcast, and they often mention how the closer you can be to the venue when you're getting ready, preferably even on the venue, would be amazing. Just because it's such a time saver, and you, you you can they can explore the property for photo locations and stuff like that as well. So. That's right. Um, and of course, you know, before we get to that stage, we've, we've had a, a venue tour anyway, so they're quite aware of uh, the opportunities for photography, uh, the opportunities for where they can actually have the ceremony, because we've got a few options. I mentioned the deck and I mentioned our lawn, but for the larger weddings, we also offer the ceremony literally across the road at Cloud Hill Gardens. And uh, that's all inclusive in the package. And Cloud Hill Gardens is just a stunning place. It really is and uh, really lends itself beautifully to wedding photography. So that's something that we've built into our packages as well. Um, and, and that can still have flexibility even for a smaller wedding. So we can still accommodate a smaller group coming through, having the photography and the ceremony over there. We just adjust it according to budget. Yeah, perfect. I mean, that's great too, that it sounds like you probably don't necessarily stress about having like a minimum number requirement most of the time. No, we don't. So, um, I mean, really our minimum requirement would probably be 10. And yeah. uh, and I think that that's all that's allowed in, uh, you know, the, the ideas of what we might be able to do for weddings um, yeah. in the coming uh, weeks and months. Uh, hopefully a lot more than that. It's becoming yeah. rather unfair, I think. <laughs> uh, so, look, it really doesn't matter. We've, we've got a couple booked, uh, which are you know, just petite weddings um, for couples who don't want to wait. They don't want to wait for the time where they might be able to, once again, have the, the huge experience. And some of the couples that we've had uh, in that little break, you know, had the first lockdown, then we opened again, and then the second lockdown, we had a couple of weddings in there, which were small weddings, there were 20 people. And uh, the feedback that we got was that they actually really liked the fact that they could have that smaller guest list, because it took a lot of stress off them. Yeah. Um, because there, there are couples out there who just, you know, they're really stressed about, oh, God, you've got to ask everyone and you can't miss anyone out and it's going to cost a fortune. And, and yeah. sometimes the petite wedding actually gives them an opportunity to have something a lot more intimate, a lot mm. more relaxed and, um, and not feel bad that they didn't ask everyone. <laughs> yeah. It's a conversation that's coming up a lot in this yeah. podcast recording at the times of COVID and everything that it is taking that pressure off of couples who would have preferred a smaller wedding anyway, who didn't want to invite people they felt obligated to invite, or maybe they're a little bit more introverted. It's, it's been a good time for allowing them to pursue what they actually want. Blame coronavirus. It's the Corona's yeah, fault. <laughs> that's right. It's not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> but that, um, that shyness sometimes with couples. Mm. Now, not every couple wants to be centre of attention on the day. Mm. And you know, we've got a few which have booked in, uh, which are the smaller weddings. And they're, they're actually very relieved that you know, it does give them an excuse to have a quieter, uh, closer 
experience mm. just with you know close family and a couple of friends and that's really all they want and they you know they, they're asking me you know how can we take attention off us on yeah. the day and I, and I keep saying it is actually you know your special day and no yeah. matter what you do you are center of attention it is your yeah. special day and it's it's something for them to remember and it's something for all their guests to remember as well but mm. That's where, uh, especially in the ceremony, the celebrant can come in with some ideas, uh, which would be some rituals, mm. which can take the attention off the bride and groom and get the, the guests sort of uh, putting their attention into a little ritual, which yeah. might be uh, the, the sand or it could yep. be candles or it could, it could be so many different things uh, and to be creative and come up with some really lovely fun ideas that yeah. the guests can be involved with and it just sort of takes the pressure off the bride and groom a little bit so that yeah. they can, you know, you know in yeah. the somewhere and say, <laughs> so it's great but it's all a bit too much as well for some couples. Yeah, I'm finding that a lot of couples tend to enjoy their weddings a bit more when they can involve their guests a bit more. Um, even the ones who are extroverted or are quite happy to be the centre of attention, they still love getting everybody involved. So it's great yeah. that you guys can provide the spaces to do that as well. That's right. And yeah. and really ultimately, you know, what whatever they want to do, we mm. will make it happen. So mm -hmm. we work with the celebrants, we work with the couple, we work with the videographers and the photographers and, um, you know, decorators and the florists and all, you know, all of those things that are, you know, basic elements of any wedding. Um, yeah. We just make sure that whatever it is, and this is one of the very first conversations that we have with the couple, whatever it is that you have in your mind, let's make it happen and let's yeah. make it happen on your budget because uh, sometimes that can get carried away, you know, they, yeah. they want this and this and you know, and they start looking at, wow, how much is this going to cost? Yeah. But there are ways of getting around that expense and still having, you know, the elements of what you want and, mm. and making it really fashion to your personality, uh, to might be just the colour scheme that you're looking mm. for, um, to have elements throughout the ceremony and the reception that are expressing the personalities of that couple. And yeah. it doesn't have to cost a fortune. And mm. it can be beautifully done and really memorable. Yeah. Well, I think that if you're really thinking about what is it you really have to have for your wedding, what is it you really, really want, what are the priorities, then it ends up being worth the spend. You know, you can yes. cut back on the other areas that are a lower priority. Um, That's right. Yeah, and I think for, for venues, particularly out in the Dandenongs, the venue can speak for itself so much. The location can speak for itself. You're in such a beautiful spot there. Yes, that's right. The Dandenongs is very popular, always has been for mm. wedding venues. There's quite a few wedding venues up in the Dandenongs and, uh, and I've worked with a few of them and yeah. um, they're, they're all gorgeous. They all have their own feel, their own offer. Um, some of them are quite small, some of them are large, some of them have accommodation. We mm. work with a lot of the bed and breakfasts in the area, so um, we don't have our own accommodation on site, though we are going to have that in future. So that's Ooh. in planning. Yes. Spoiler <laughs> 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 alert. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
Um, they're going to be gorgeous. Uh, they will be uh, bed and breakfast, little cabins. Um, mm. And if you've been to a Linda Tea House before, you'll have noticed that it's a it's a very modern build, but it's very um, considerate to the environment. Yep. And lots of glass, lots of views, um, and little little spots where you've got privacy. So if, for instance, we've got uh, little pagodas throughout the garden. So we've got five little pagodas. So you can actually mm. go and have your meal outside on your, you know, in one of these pagodas if you want to. So yeah. the bed and breakfast um, cabins will be along the same line. So they'll be, you know, spread throughout the, uh, the gardens. So mm -hmm. the house is actually built on 17 acres of uh, historic gardens. And, wow. Um, and a nursery that used to be there. And all the plants are still there. Mm. Um, but it's been a bit overgrown. So we'll tidy all of that as well. And so it'll be amazing. So, But we don't offer the accommodation just yet. Yeah. So we work really closely with, uh, especially Valley Rangers Getaway, um, yep. because we, uh, they manage um, over 20 properties up on the mountain. So we can help. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Might have to write that one down. Valley Rangers Getaways, you say. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And look, there's yeah. so many gorgeous properties up there. You can't go wrong. There's no yuck yeah. property to stay at. They're all really beautifully uh, kept and, um, and looked after. And, and there's just the feel. You know, each one has got its individual feel and it's beautiful. Yeah. And so how long has Alinda Tea House been operating and offering weddings? Right. Okay. So Alinda Tea House has actually been going for around about 10 years or so. Yeah. Uh, the original owners built it in memory of their daughter who had passed away from leukemia at the age of 19. And oh. they come up to the Dandenongs and found such peace uh, in the environment up there. So they actually built the property in her memory, which is, you know, it's a place born from love. Mm. And, um, then it uh, that was operating just as a tea house for a number of years and then it closed for a number of years now the current owner tony um my boss is uh, is a chef um and he and head chef chin chin from china who is internationally known for his state banquets mm. uh, they set up the tea house as tea house as well as modern asian fusion dining as a yep. restaurant two years ago so uh so uh, we've been doing weddings uh for the two years there so i've got about 150 yep. weddings in that time oh and, wow uh, that's a lot of weddings in only two years yes <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's pretty good yeah. uh and if it wasn't for covid it would have been a whole lot more so yeah. You expect, and I'm sure that you agree uh, within mm. the industry, that next year is going to be pretty super busy for yeah. the wedding industry, which would be wonderful. And the couples can start, I really think that you know, couples can start planning again now. Uh, we know that we're, we're not through at all. We don't mm. have the information yet about when we can open and the numbers that we can have. But mm. we do see that you know, uh, next year especially, is, uh, is going to be something that you can start planning towards now and obviously 2022. And depends yes. on the best going to uh, be be aware, couples, that they do book out well, well in advance and yeah. even more so with the demand in the next couple. Yeah, I agree. Like I think we usually work on sort of a one year towards 18 months lead time. I think that's going to extend post-COVID. Yeah. That's right, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we've got inquiries and bookings through to the end of 2022. 
Wow. Um, but we've got we've got plenty of gaps still. So, mm. um, and the other thing is that uh, couples can think about off-peak weddings. So, off-peak yes. weddings during, during our winter time, um, they they are generally less expensive mm. and still a wonderful, wonderful offer. And I tell you what, the Dandenong ranges in winter, the the wedding photos come up beautifully because we've got this yeah. Out, you know, it's it's a sort of unworldly, ethereal kind of atmosphere, and yeah. so yeah, don't always think you've got to have a summer wedding because um, mm. there's there's a lot of benefits to having a winter wedding too. Yeah, hundred percent. I the few that I've done over winter and autumn sort of time over the last couple of years up in the Dandenongs. You're right; it's absolutely stunning. The leaves. Yeah on like all the foliage and everything it just glows and it glistens and that mist is just beautiful so definitely an option people should consider absolutely yeah and do you offer like midweek weddings daytime weddings lunches things like that we do so midweek weddings are um are cheaper to to Mm -hmm. go with so you know we offer a cheaper option during the week uh, whether it be daytime or evening um and so the other thing is that generally we have found that the midweek weddings are the smaller weddings. Yeah. So the larger ones we find that you know they definitely want the weekend because they need all their guests to be free. Yeah. Um, so you know for a smaller, more petite sort of a wedding, midweek is a great idea because mm-hmm. um, the accommodation is available. Because yep. often the accommodation is all booked out on weekends, so the accommodation is available. Um, it's so easy. There's not the traffic up on the uh, yeah. in the villages. The villages are so so popular. So yeah, it's a great idea. Awesome. And in terms of menu, what are some of the menu options you have available? All right. So we, as I said earlier, are a modern Asian fusion dining experience. Mm. So we're not meat- already. Sorry, what was that? I said it sounds delicious already. (laughs) It's really, it is really yummy. So um, Mm. it it all depends once again on what the couple is looking for. If they're looking Mm. for a very traditional uh, wedding feast where you might have uh, an alternating drop of of chicken and beef, chicken and beef, uh, we we do have an alternating drop, but we don't have that kind of menu. We have, when I say Asian fusion. It is traditional and very ancient Chinese recipes, but nothing like you've ever had in a Chinese restaurant in in, the, in Victoria in your life. So it is melded with the modern uh, Aussie taste. So that's yep. where we get that fusion. So mm. they are ancient recipes with twists so that they are more appealing to the Aussie taste. Mm. And the presentation is so good. Um, it has that incredible wow factor. You know, we, we have a couple of staff members in the kitchen that just work on the decoration and wow. it comes in and, and, you know, and everyone goes, whoa, you know, it yeah. just has that effect uh, where you just can't wait because everyone, all the cameras come out yeah. and everyone takes photos. <laughs> so, um, and, and look, we do all the dietaries. We can do mm. a vegan completely vegan menu if um, you know we've got one booked for that uh, yep. about 80 people all vegan um, the vegetarians uh, we can do we can play around with the, the menu enormously the other thing is that we can do a high tea um, yep. wedding 
or we can do a, a completely canopied wedding, so it's mm -hmm. much more informal, not seated, you know, people roam and so on. Um, yeah. But our, we are very famous for our high tea because we're a tea house. Yes. Uh, and we're one of the better high tea experiences in Melbourne. And that's only going to get better because we are, when, when the international borders open up, we're going to be getting a, another uh, pastry chef from China with uh, some of the experiences that they have for high tea over there, which you just don't get in Australia. Yeah. So it already is a, a, a beautiful high tea experience, but it's going to get even better and a little bit more theatrical too. So yeah. we like a bit of theatrics because... Yeah. Really Insta friendly, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so something like a high tea, um, it, and and also for hens parties, high tea hens party, uh, really popular. And of course, they use flower crowns, or you know, we can do some workshops. We use the VIP pavilions for workshops as well. And oh, awesome! Um, they can have their, their separate little space, and it is just gorgeous. Yeah, there's so many options there. So you could, um, you probably cater a lot to like birthdays and other events as well. Yes, absolutely. So um, any any kind of event, really, uh, large or small, corporate training, um, uh, yeah, just birthdays. We've got a great birthday club, so get on the website, everyone, and yeah. sign up for our birthday club because you get a free birthday cake when you oh. uh, dine with us during your, the months of your birthday. So that's a real bonus. Nobody wants to say no to free cake. <laughs> That's right. Free cake, especially made in-house. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've got some pretty special chefs out there and, uh, and it's a very generous offer, that one. And I think, oh, gosh, we, got, we did a promotion during lockdown. We had so many people sign up for the birthday club. I'm going to have to get another pastry chef just yeah. to keep up. <laughs> we need more cakes. We need more cakes. <laughs> more cake. More cake. Can't go without cake. Yeah, well, it's a good problem to have, really, isn't it? Having to That's make right. mistakes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so when a couple comes to inquire with you, what are some of the things that you like to know from them before you can take a booking? Right. So I, I spend a bit of time with that conversation to find out the personality. So mm. um, find out, you know, what, uh, asking the questions, you know, what they're looking for. So the size of the group, obviously, um, yeah. what their expectations are for the dining experience, because we're not for everyone. Not everyone mm. wants a modern Asian fusion dining experience for their wedding. Yeah. Um, because, you know, so you've got to sort of uh, you know, have a, an honest conversation right up front about uh, what they're looking for, what we offer, do we match, mm. um, the, the time of day that they're looking for, time of year, you know, do we yeah. have available. Um, I guess in the, at the end of the day, it's just matching what we're offering for the need at the, with the couple. Mm. So um, what I find is those who come over and say, yes, we would like to have our wedding here, mm -hmm. are those who spend enough time to actually relax. So quite often when a couple arrives at any venue, they're a bit sort of, you know, there's so much to do, they're under pressure a little bit, you know, they're thinking, okay, well, I'm here to have a look at this venue, but I've got two more mm. in the afternoon. And, yep. you know, they are, they're actually put a lot of pressure on themselves. And uh, once they relax, uh, what we do is we offer a free Devonshire tea. We make great scones. Yeah. Uh, we just sit 
and just relax first because mm. you know the, the venue is quite busy around them and we find a spot where they've got a nice view and they can just have the tea and we just get to know each other a little bit and have this gone I'll leave yeah. them alone for their eating of that and then we go for a walk afterwards so I show them around the whole venue and explain how it all works and where they can have the ceremony and they can see what the the food is that's coming out and they go ooh that looks good yeah and during that time uh then we can figure out you know are we a good match mm. because there's no point you know me convincing someone uh that this is the venue for them when it might not be uh, you know, we, it's got to be the right experience for them. Mm. And then we make an appointment for them or a dining time for them to come and experience a free three-course uh, tasting experience mm -hmm. so that they can come back at another time when it suits them, when they're not under you know, pressure of going elsewhere yeah. and um, can come and experience some of the signature dishes that we create so that they know what their guests are going to be experiencing on the night. Mm -hmm. and find out is this is this the menu that you know you fall in love with for mm. your wedding so so we offer quite a bit up front and but at the end of the day and you're a celebrant so you'll understand this it's the relationship so if they like me and I like them I'm going to like more because they're all boys. yeah yeah <laughs> I haven't had a bridezilla yet either um, not as common as people make them out to be they're really not that's right that's right yeah, at the end of the day, it's all about relationship, isn't it? Yeah. If the offer is right, but they don't get along too well with me, I'm going to be there on the night. I might be even their MC if they don't have an allocated MC. I'm going yeah. to be tapping on their shoulder every now and then and say, it's time to cut the cake or it's time to do the speeches or yeah. you know, just organising this and that. So they need to place their trust in me. Mm. And, um, and I do find, probably as the older I get, that I tend to uh, find the relationship with the bride is almost a little bit like a mother-daughter kind of thing. So mm. they place their trust in me and she says, you know, oh, I'm so glad. I get this so often. I'm so glad that you're there and you know what you're doing and, you know, because I keep forgetting where we're up to, you know, in the night. Cause yeah. And, but they um, shouldn't have to think of it really, should they? Like, they shouldn't. That's right. Yeah. It's up to us. To, yeah. to run it all for them and just you know give them a little nudge every now and then and say okay you know what would you like to do with the throwing of the bouquet or you know it's yeah. time for this or time for that so it's the relationship and yeah. um, I love weddings I've got five yeah. children of my own who are all grown up and none of them are married yet and yeah. none of them have babies and I can't wait for all of that. So for the time being, everyone else is uh, is is feeling my pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we um are constantly talking about it with people I speak to as part of this podcast. It's a it's becoming a very very common theme that we all absolutely love the industry. We love what we do. That we we like to advise couples to place their trust in their suppliers as much as possible. Because if you try to over control the day, you're going to stress so much every time things don't go to plan. Whereas if you kind of let go a little bit, you won't stress, you know, someone else is taking care of it. You'll be okay. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, relaxing. We do have, I mean, I'm sure you've come across them too, you know, they, the first meeting and they're so stressed about it all because there, yeah. there is a lot to organise for a wedding and it can yeah. take a lot of time and, uh, and they can either 
get everyone to do it for them. So you can get a decorator, you can get your florist, you can get your uh, photographer and your videographer and all the rest of it. And, and as long as they're signed up and they know what they're doing, then you can let go. Yeah. Or there are some who like to do it all themselves or get someone within the family who will do this or do that. And that needs a lot more interaction. Yeah. And so it places a fair bit of stress on the usually the bride, who's the one usually organising it. And, mm. uh, yeah, they can get pretty stressed, can't they? Yeah. Well, it is, like you said, it's a lot to organise. And there are so the, there's so many suppliers in every aspect of a wedding, you know, like you say, they're probably shopping around 10 venues when they come to see you. They've probably met 10 different celebrants when they come to see me. So they are stressed. They're trying to make decisions, but they're trying to make the right decisions. So it's nice that you give them that time to calm down with a, with a scone and a, and a cuppa and just yeah, relax a for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is that towards the, um, uh, the end of the planning time, we're getting in the weeks prior to the actual wedding event, uh, I'll be in contact with those suppliers as well. So um, if, if I know that someone needs to come onto the property, so it would be the photographer, the celebrant, uh, if they've got a, a DJ or band or so on, mm. I'll call all of them to make sure that they know where they're going so that I know that they've got all the timing right and so on. So that it's, it's uh, taking a bit of stress off the, the bride. We'll probably still do all that anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> it's just sort of reaffirming it's all in order, you can relax. And that's yeah. a really important part to coming up to the, the big day because it is, um, it's a pretty exciting day. And oh, yeah. so often, I'm sure you'll agree, so often the, uh, the bride arrives and she's so nervous. Yeah. And, it's it's sort of really gorgeous and I meet them at the, the car and mm. bring them around um, quietly so no one can see and yeah. uh, and just wait a moment until they've you know, sort of sorted themselves, they're breathing okay and and bring them around and announce them or we'll leave that to the, the celebrant to announce. So either way. Yeah, either way. So it depends what the arrangement is and it's all, you know, Clock, like clockwork. We know what yeah. we're doing. We know what the celebrant's doing. Celebrant knows what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And you make time for rehearsals as well for ceremonies? Yes, that's right. Not every couple does a rehearsal, but uh, if a rehearsal is required um, mm. or requested, then obviously, yes, we'll definitely make sure that that's all looked after. Beautiful. Um, and do you find that there's a lot of different considerations for ceremony versus reception, like that they're almost two separate events, or do you feel like you see it as like one big flowing? They, <laughs> I see them as one one thing, but mm. there are two elements, obviously, and mm. um, we have less to do with the ceremony, obviously, mm -hmm. because that is run by the celebrant. So to to me, the the ceremony is just we need to set up so we have you know different places that can be set up uh different kinds of chairs that can be set up different kinds of types of signing tables and, and all of that you know it depends on whether the celebrant has their own equipment um mm. speaker microphone or whether we, you know it's all of that so it's organizing that but we don't yeah. really participate in the ceremony yeah. we tend to say okay it's all ready celebrants here Brides arriving, uh, everyone's settled. Right, I can step back and I can get on to other things while that's happening, and 
everyone that's once that is finished, uh, everyone is invited inside to take their seats or, or whatever it might be. So um, I, I do see it as two separate elements of one thing. You can't really separate them too much. Yeah. And so do you have like plan B options? So say, for example, somebody wants to have their ceremony outside or across the road in the gardens, but then obviously Melbourne weather isn't always kind to us, whether it be excessively hot or raining or whatever it be. That's right. And being in the Dandenongs, that's even more of a a risk sometimes as well. So the weather can change quite quickly up in the Dandenongs. Um, so we, we have a lawn, which is the first point of call for uh, any ceremony. But if it's not looking good and, and at the last minute we might have to you know, pack all the chairs up and get them all back yeah. up again, because you know, it, it does change a little bit quickly. We yeah. do have a, a sunken deck, a beautiful round sunken deck, and then we can set up chairs all along there. Mm. Uh, it's covered, uh, roof covered, but it is open on one side. Mm-hmm. So um, unless it's blowing a gale from south, we'd be okay then. Yeah. So that's our <laughs> point of call. So backup plan is always on the deck. If yeah. it's a small wedding, then obviously we can have uh, one of the indoor spaces to use as well. Okay. And do you have sort of a, a bit of a time limit where it might be we make the decision the day before or the week before or, you know, the weather we'll changes so day. quickly? On the day, yeah, okay. We, we make it on the day, always on the day, and it could be even just an hour before, but it's all okay. organised with the, the couple beforehand so they know that whatever they're arriving to, um, mm. they will be able to see what the weather's like so they'll be able to go, oh, I know she's changed it. So, yeah. um, so there's no surprises and uh, wherever possible we get in touch with the, uh, the bride on the day and yeah. let her know that we have made the decision uh, for everyone's comfort that we will have it under the the, the cover of the deck yeah that's so good that you can make the decision on the day like there's um understandably there's a lot of venues that don't like to leave it to that last minute because of mm. the setting up the packing down or maybe if it's a very big property if there's more than one wedding on the property and things like that so all yeah. very understandable reasons but it's so great that you guys have that flexibility to make the call an hour before the ceremony yes and i think that you know that will all depend on the size of it i mean if we've got you know, mm. If if we've been uh, brought in marquees and all the rest of it, that's obviously yeah. you know, not possible. But yeah, um, yeah but generally, uh, we the, the largest amount of uh, chairs that we have out is about forty anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't take that long to move a few things. It's not really that much. We've got the staff there. We're we're very streamlined. Everyone knows mm. what they're doing, mm. um, and and everyone will be pre-prepared for any eventuality. So yeah. I work very closely with the team and it's a great team. Um, I'm really, really impressed with the staff there. And uh, so they will know that morning, Rosemary's going to be making a few decisions and yeah. be prepared. Yeah, <laughs> she'll let us know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, are you finding any emerging trends or anything that's becoming more and more popular over the most recent couple of seasons? Uh, well, the only thing I've really noticed, uh, and this is a COVID thing, is, is the size of the wedding, obviously, but that's a restriction. Uh, mm. The other part of it is live streaming of the ceremony. Uh, not so much the reception, but the ceremony. So, yeah. um, you know, we, we work very closely with uh, one 
particular excellent uh, videographer who is all set up to do that. Um, it's just sort of, oh, of course I can do it, you know, and yeah. I think well, I wouldn't know how to do that, but you know, he's, he's just brilliant and he works with the couples. And so that's one trend that I've seen because, you know, the, the international borders are closed, uh, a lot of guests and, and family can't even be there. But it doesn't mm. mean that you can't actually have an amazing celebration and it can mm. still be really connected and quite moving, beautifully so. Yeah. That's awesome that you've linked up with a videographer that can take that on board. Um, so you recommend that particular videographer to couples who want to live stream their ceremonies? Yeah, so we work with a few different suppliers and I'm always open to new suppliers with new ideas. Um, yeah. We've got a, a lady who, um, uh, you would have come across this before, where a, a lot of weddings and, and other uh, functions as well, there is the use of a, a, a photo booth. Yeah. And uh, this lady has brought in a very new version of a photo booth, which is actually a mirror. It's a USA development. Yeah. And uh, have you seen those? They're yeah, they're super cool. They're so good and so we work with her and it just adds a, a great interactive element for the guests to get involved with and then at the end of the day um, the bride and groom have everything recorded that the guests have done in front of this mirror and they can write on it and they can put messages in it and uh, they can have one that walks around and you know takes videos of all those little moments that get missed um, so the bride and groom can see it all afterwards. It's just amazing. It's just a lovely new and modern take on the old photo booth. Yeah. So yeah, we're looking for new ideas all the time. Something a little bit modern, a little bit um, something that others aren't doing yet. That's what we like. Yeah, same. I'm always looking for the creative and fresh ideas. Always. Um, There's nothing worse, I think, than couples who don't want to have the wedding they've attended a hundred times and they want new ways to freshen it up and make it feel like theirs. So it's great that you guys are proactive in thinking about that. Well, I think yeah, that it, it comes down to personality and uh, the, a couple's best friend is themselves. If they're honest with themselves and if they've been to weddings before and they like this element and that element, but that was a bit naff. And, um, you know, do they want, look at who they are. What are they comfortable with? Do they want a barefoot wedding? You know, do they want to do some games? You know, are their children involved from a previous marriage? You know, there's, there's so many things that you can think of about to incorporate in a, a wedding ceremony and reception, which really reflects who this couple is. And that's what it's all about on the day. And that's what they've got to take away with them for the rest of their lives, the memories of this amazing event, uh, which is so joyous. Uh, I just, I so often just stand back and I'm smiling like crazy because it's, beautiful to see the joy in everyone's faces that you know this this man and woman or woman woman man man who knows uh, the joy that everyone is participating and sharing it's gorgeous yeah. yeah it's why we do it really isn't it it's just such an it honor is. to be involved in 
Yeah, that's right. And, you know, at the end of the night, you know, I'm saying, you know, congratulations. And they're, they're just saying, well, thank you. You're so good. Yeah. And I've done my job and I've done it well and I loved it and they loved it and everyone loved it. And, you know, what, what better could you ask? Absolutely. And if you could think of one, a the best wedding that you've ever done or examples of how a couple may be able to create their best wedding, like what do you think makes for the best wedding? Ah, oh, best wedding is an honest wedding. So as I was just saying, honest about who they are. Don't pretend to be something else because it'll be a pressure on you on the night. Um, be who you are. Ask those who are um, in sync with your personalities to participate in uh, the bridal party, in being part of the ceremony. So it might be family members or it could be uh, friends, very, very dear friends who participate in some way. So that's where you know, the rituals can come in uh, so that at the end of the day, you don't say, I pretended that um, I was something on this day that I'm not, or I pretended that, you know, these guests that I felt that I should have asked uh, were there and that's good, but, you know, boy, it was actually quite hard. So the best wedding is an honest wedding because if it's honest, it's loving, it's fun, it's stress-free uh, for the couple. Yeah, so that's what I'd say. So then on the flip side of that coin, <laughs> what would be the worst wedding or some elements that a couple should think about so as not to damage or hinder their, their wedding? Uh, I would say stress. So the, the worst weddings uh, I have seen, and they, look, they're not bad, but I, I felt sorry for the, the bride. Um, not so much the grooms in, in the instances I'm thinking of, uh, they tended to be a little bit more chill. But the brides had got themselves so worked up and um, and I just felt sorry because this is supposed to be such a wonderful event for her and she, you could see, you know, the stress and the weight of it that she was carrying to make everything perfect. So, you know, relax, try and relax. As you said before, trust the suppliers you're working with Get your family involved on the day so that everyone's got a bit of a, a job to do. You know, take the stress off you. It is a lot to put together, but on the day, everything should be all worked out and be the smoothest transition from arrival to ceremony to photos to the reception to the farewell. Everything should be very smooth by that time. So just relax. You know, it's all done. It's all done for you by then. You know, you've organised it. Now enjoy it. Yeah, I think a big thing, like I always think about, is try to have everything organised minimum the week before. If any earlier would be a bonus. And if there's a few last-minute things to think about during that last week, that's fine. But you should be able to just relax and enjoy the day, shouldn't you? Absolutely. That's what it's all about. And you don't want to look back and think, oh, God, I'm so stressed. I wish I had relaxed. You know, and, and I'm sure there's plenty out there who do feel exactly that way. And, um, you know, it's our job, your job as a, um, a celebrant and, and mine mm -hmm. as a venue manager to 
to just take that weight off and assure them in the weeks leading up to the event that it's all okay, it's all in order, exactly what you want. We've talked about it many times. It's all written down in our, our time sheet here, <laughs> our running sheet. We know exactly what to do and uh, and just be a little bit flexible because things happen on the day, okay? So if we don't get to cut the cake at a certain time because the speech is going to do long, whatever. So just, you know, uh, put your trust in me and you relax and enjoy yourself because I'll just tap you on the shoulder if I need to and just say, can we just this on a little bit yeah yeah we're going to run out of time before you do what you really want to do over here so it's it's trust and relax yeah you might say that we try to make the event effortless yes that's right there is a lot of effort that goes on in the background but um that's make it what effortless we want for the couple yeah that's yeah. right that's what we want to achieve for them in the end you know we want them to just go the big days here we're just going to really enjoy ourselves you know we're going to get dressed up and feel amazing like you've never felt before because you're so beautiful all dressed up you've got your buttonholes with the fellas and and uh you know don't be too nervous standing there waiting for the bride to come and it's but they're all sort of nice elements too. Yes, absolutely. You know, tend to look at, um, you know, a groom who's getting a little bit teary as she walks down the aisle, you know. Um, yeah. They're beautiful, beautiful moments. So, but ultimately get excited, but be yeah. relaxed. Be yes. Relaxed and just trust that we're going to look after everything for you because we know what we're doing. We're really very, very experienced and yeah. we love what we're doing. We're not going to let you down. No, that's the thing. We do love it. <laughs> yeah. And any final thoughts or things you'd like to talk about, Rosemary? Just come on up and, and have a look, you know, from our venue. Come see the place, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it, ultimately we've, we've got a gorgeous venue. I love it and, and I hope that you guys out there do too. Um, but ultimately it's up to you. It's not for everyone. But uh, those who actually tend to just sit and relax and, you know, um, get into conversation, they fall in love with it. Even if yeah. they don't have their wedding there, they'll come back and they'll dine over and over and it'll be lovely. Yeah. Um, I, guess, I guess we've really covered everything. You know, my advice for any couple out there is to be organised well in advance, yeah. um, to, to trust their suppliers, as you've said, Heidi, um, and, and to let go on the day. So no, you know, be in contact in that week leading up to the big day. Make sure that you know, the celebrant knows what they're doing, the venue knows what they're doing, the suppliers are all organised and just tick it off and then yeah. let it go. Tick it off, let it go. Yeah. And just <laughs> Look, Rosemary, it's been a delight talking to you. I, for one, can't wait for lockdown to be over so I can come out on maybe a little date night with my hubby and have something to eat. Absolutely. You're very welcome. Asian fusion sounds amazing. It's pretty yum. And uh, I've got some favourites. You've got to try the, um, the crispy chilli chicken, which um. sounds really hot and it looks like there's so much chilli in it when it comes yeah. out. But actually, it's... Um, it's just got this amazing little tingle on your tongue because it's got some Szechuan pepper in there. And yeah. uh, and it surprised me. I thought, oh, I actually can, I can eat this. This is really nice. I thought it was going to be like super, super hot. But the yeah. flavour 
I've never had anything like it. So every dish that comes out, I just go, oh, we're going to have a little yeah. bit of this. And I haven't gone through the menu yet, so I'm still, I'm still sort of you know, looking at a few, thinking, okay, you know, that one, its time has come. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm going to put that on the list. list. Yeah, putting it on the list. I'm taking hubby out there, <laughs> even just Lovely. for a scone. <laughs> yes, that's right. Devonshire tea, gorgeous. Yeah. Famous for it. Yeah, it's so beautiful out there. But thank you so much for your time, Rosemary. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Very, very welcome. It's been a pleasure. As always, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Effortless Weddings podcast. Give the Instagram at Effortless Weddings a follow. This is where I promote upcoming episodes and also ask you for your feedback on who you want to hear from, what information you need to know and what areas you might need a hand with. If you happen to have some positive things to say and might like to help encourage others to join the tribe, give us a little review on your preferred podcast streaming service. And to keep hearing more great wedding advice from some of the best the industry has to offer, hit subscribe and get notified each week as new episodes drop. Once again, my name is Heidi and if you have any questions, ideas for an episode or even want to share your wedding planning stories, feel free to contact me. All of my links and information will be listed in the episode description. Thanks again for listening. Keep doing happy dances and remember that life is always better when sprinkled with cheesy love stuff.